Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Good morning, a happy Thursday, happy best day of the week to everybody out there, whether you're listening on ESPN 1320, whether you're listening on the free Odyssey app, or maybe you were tapped in on ESPN 1320 TV at youtube.com slash ESPN 1320 or twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. Also streaming live on Twitter. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, that's James Ham. He's sitting right over there, I promise. I'm Kyle Madsen. I'm sitting right here, I promise. Um... Seven trades have gone down so far this morning in the NBA. You're making a lot of promises out there. I I, I don't know. Yes, yeah, seven trades. It's been it's been wild. You kind of felt like this might be. I don't. know. Last night I was driving home. I'm like, we'll talk about last night. We don't have to talk about. It. We just, we'll just skip. We'll we'll like. No 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 <laughs> no like, no. Look into the light. You don't <laughs> get to be. You don't get to be a team's extra point on the season, and. We skip talking about it. Okay, Detroit. Okay. Now it's seven wins after last night's. That seems to be one. the theme this morning. Seven wins. Seven. Seven trades. Seven trades. I don't know. Seven minute abs. I, I don't know. It's a negative for me, coach. It's a negative. No promises there. No promises. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a wild morning. But I, I was driving home last night, and I'm like, you know what? I feel like this thing is gonna bust loose in the morning, and I don't know if that's like league wide or Pause. just just kings but mm-hmm. yeah I, for me i'm like hey I, like it kind of felt like we've had all of this this quietness this weirdness and that people are doing work behind the scenes so i don't know we'll see we talked about it yesterday on the show it felt like detroit who the kings played last night and lost to and again we'll talk about that here shortly but it felt like detroit was going to be one of the teams that would be the most active they were 6 and 43 going into last night They've got veterans who aren't doing them any good. They've got young players who can probably be jettisoned in favor of minutes for for young players who may be a piece of their their team. Go and and you see that today. So so far, Detroit, and we'll we'll push the trade stuff to a little bit later. But uh, Detroit specifically has traded Alec Burks and Bojan Bogdanovic to the Knicks in exchange for Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn. Ryan Archidi- Archie Diacono and two second round picks. Ooh. 
Uh, Detroit also acquired Daniel House from Philadelphia. Uh, House and a second-round pick from the Knicks. Uh, Via the Knicks from Philly, Philly gets some cap room for the buyout market. That's according to Woj. And then they've also traded... uh, No, they waived Joe Harris. They waived Joe Harris. $19.9 million Joe Harris. It's a lot of money. We, We want you to take this $10 million check and leave. Here's $10 million. Exit the building. You know what? If... If Aaron, our boss, walked in here right now with a ten million dollar check and said never come back, I'm I wouldn't in. even I wouldn't even say goodbye. Yep, I wouldn't even take the time. Just you say, you wouldn't right, say goodbye to me, Kyle. Guys. I'll text you. That's rude. We'll FaceTime. I know where to, I know what John would use to find you out in the mornings. No, um, so that's what's that's what's going on. Uh, Gordon Hayward has been traded to Oklahoma City. Buddy Heald is on the move again. He's going from Indy to Philly. Daniel Gafford, the center for Washington, he's headed to Dallas. A lot of stuff shaking up the West. We'll talk about what that means for the Kings. We have another trade right now. Great. Charlotte is trading P.J. Washington to the Dallas Mavericks for a package around Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Hmm. Sort of seemed like uh, they missed out on Kyle Kuzma and that Kyle Kuzma is available. Yeah, they so Mark Stein yesterday on NBC Sports California said the Mavs were one of the teams in on on Kyle Kuzma, Mm -hmm. and given that they've acquired Daniel Gafford and now went and got PJ Washington and are dealing all their trade chips, kind of makes it seem like they were punting on that idea. Yeah, I don't know. Like they they might like break this thing up. I I don't know. Like usually when you get one trade, there's always a possibility for more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about what this all means for for Sacramento, how the West has changed, whether the Kings are going to get in on the action, and if the Kings do get in on the action, uh, again, if you're listening while you're driving, or maybe you're at work and you've got to leave, or whatever the case, you don't have to turn us off. We're on the radio on 1320 AM. Download that free Odyssey app, search ESPN 1320, you can tap in there, that way you can just take us with you wherever you're going, maybe you got errands to run today, or uh, of course, YouTube and Twitch. We are also there if you are heading into work or, or maybe you're going to be somewhere where you can't be uh, in front of a radio or listening on your phone. You can tap in uh, on the computer at youtube.com slash ESPN1320 and twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. Any news that happens in the lead up to the noon trade deadline today, we will have it for you right here, breaking it down, what it means for the NBA, what it means for the Kings. The Kings. Mm. They fall to the Pistons 133-120 to 120 last night. And we have a new contender, James, for worst loss of the year. Oh no, that's it. I think the the reason the reason this one is worse than than all of the other bad losses they've suffered this year, where they lose to a shorthanded Portland team, or they lose to a shorthanded Charlotte team. Um, it just or no, I guess they they beat a shorthanded Portland team in overtime, but they lost to Portland later. They've lost to a shorthanded Charlotte team. What makes last night so bad for me? was I said to you during the game, I was like, man, it feels like they're up, the, the Kings are up 50 right now. Like, they just feel like they're controlling it. They feel like they're fine, and they're eventually going to pull away. Like, the, 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 the Pistons are hitting some shots, but eventually the Kings are going to, like we saw them do in Detroit, are going to put their foot on the gas and, and pull away in this game. It's just really how it felt. And Domas hits the three at the end of the third quarter. Kings go up two. They've erased this 15-point deficit. And it's like, all right, here it is. They're winning this game by 20. They are going to run these dudes out of the gym in the fourth quarter. All right. And then they get smoked in their own house in the fourth quarter. By Jaden Ivey. 
by Jaden Ivey. Tapping his head the whole time. That was tough. I'm not sure what he's doing, but I, I don't I don't know either, but that's a good that's a strong celebration. I'm okay. not, I'm kinda here for it. But yeah, so he goes for a career high thirty seven. Keegan Murray has zero, by zero. the way. Yes. Uh it, it was De'Aaron Fox wasn't good. The Kings once again play no defense. I don't. I don't have. They they just weren't good enough. Kyle, this is this really does make me. It reminds me of the Charlotte game completely again. A bunch of players missing for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit sat Bojan Bogdanovic, who they trade today. Uh, they sat Cade Cunningham. But what happens in the NBA is if you leave a team hanging around, you run the risk of one guy getting hot. And ruining everything. Mm-hmm. And against Charlotte the first time, it was it was Rogier. Terry Rogier got, got hot late and torched the Kings. Mm-hmm. This game, it was even a combination of of uh Burks and and Jaden Ivey. But you let somebody have life and yep. they took advantage of it. And that's your bad. That's the Kings bad. Like it's just really, really bad. This is the worst loss. You know when you go into work some days, and I know you experience this with writing, as do I. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you experience it with radio, particularly in the summer. But anybody who has a job or anybody who's ever been to school, you know there's days where you're like, I'm dialed today. I am locked in. Mm-hmm. And then there's other days where you're going, I would rather be literally anywhere else. I have work to do. I'm skipping it. Or I'm half-assing it. I'm mailing it in today. Everybody's done that. At least once in their life. Yep. And if you haven't, shout out to you. You are the king of society. It feels like that's what the Kings do in these games. Where they look like they want to be anywhere else than at work. And I cannot get my head around that. I can get my head around that if it if it the Pistons had looked like that. Yeah, man, they're six and forty three. They're not going anywhere. They're playing a vacation. They can't wait for April fourteenth. For this season to be over. Yeah. You're the Kings. You lost your playoff spot last night, by the way. They're now in the play-in tournament. Oh, no. They entered this year talking about taking a step forward and all those matchups with the Warriors early in the year. They got asked about, and they're like, we're trying to get to that level, trying to get to that level of, of making championship runs years and years in a row and taking these steps forward, and that's fine. Even if they were had this record and they were a first-round exit in the playoffs, that's fine. But it's And Mike Brown said this last night after the game. I don't mind losing. I would like to win every game. I don't mind losing. I do mind that there are players, or there are some of us, who are going to look in the mirror and not be able to say that I left everything on the court. And that there is a problem that goes beyond the trade deadline. It's a problem that goes beyond X's and O's. That is just an internal problem that whoever that is on the Kings has to individually fix themselves. I agree. Like watching that, that to me is what I like to call a check-in game, right? Where like nobody's playing well and then you have a player check-in like, okay, I'm, I'm present. I'm here. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, they've got one guy and then another guy will check in Mm -hmm. and then another. And that you're hoping that by the time you get into the third quarter, Four guys have fully, like, we're here. We're ready to to run this thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought they got that, right? I, I thought that Sabonis was amazing. I thought that Kevin Herter early on hitting the threes. 
Uh, Trey Lyles came off the bench and started hitting the threes. And then Malik Monk. You know, you started having all these guys check in. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just not enough, especially when you're as bad defensively as the Kings are. That's it. I mean, you're going to go in there and you're going to let a team that isn't very good at all. I mean, they're the worst team in the league. Yeah. But and you're gonna we're let, on track to be the worst team ever. And you, Well, they're probably not anymore. But yeah. you're going to let them shoot, like, what was it, 54.6% from three, whatever it was? Yeah. What, 54.8. What is going on here? Seventh time this year they've allowed a team to shoot 50% or better from three. Tied for the most in the league. That's amazing. With the Nets and the Spurs. Yeah, they are the, uh, I'm going to guess that after last night's game, they've got to be number one, in, well, number 30 in, uh, in three-point defense. Stand by. Uh, uh, nope. 29th. Still 29th. They're 39.7 now. 39.7 for a whole season. That's what they're giving up. That is absolutely ludicrous, that is man. Putrid, dude. And this is not this is not a run of three games where it's you're going, ah, teams are just making shots. Mike Brown talked about in detail in his press conference. Broke it down. All the different things. It's not, yeah, you know what? We need to close out harder. It's we need to close out harder. We need to be chest on. Uh, they call it what? Hipping a hot shooter. Yeah. Where you're you're on their you're on their hip, and when they rise, you rise. It's not that late closeout. Talked about the dribble drive and how bad they got killed on the all the different things that they did wrong, and it's not. Oh, that happened last night. It's this has happened all year. He said they spent five minutes on closeouts. It, before in the game. shoot around in the morning, they have five minutes of of their defensive time. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And then he like says it straight up. And then I watched De'Aaron Fox go up and stop two feet away from somebody with his hands out. Like get into their hip. Get your hand up. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Like he's like his I like the way he expressed himself was like, look, it's not if they were if they were doing what we were asking. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't working, then then I need to change something right. like schematically. Right. But they're not doing what we're asking. Right. So what am I supposed to? Well, what you're supposed to do at this point probably play some different players. It, even if they're worse, like you got you you have to do find somebody that will do what you need. Right. Literally anything. So and and the way he sounded in his presser last night too, he sat down and just talked for three minutes. Yeah, it sounded exasperated. It sounded like not necessarily searching for answers because he knows the answer. The players have to execute what they're what they're coaching, but he doesn't have the why on why that stuff's not being executed. Yeah, you go five and two on a road trip, great vibe coming back, and then you lose to the worst team in the NBA at home. Yeah, let's get into some of the minutia with six quick thoughts. Uh, you can find those. Uh, it, on James's Twitter, but we're going to talk about those and break some of those down in depth. And of course, the NBA trade deadline is today at noon. All the latest trade deadline movement. We will have it for you here on ESPN 1320. Stick with us all day. We've got you till noon. D'Lo and Casey will be reacting to the trade deadline and the Kings loss from noon to four. So stay tapped into ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Later. We'll be back in a second. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, 
Back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Got plenty of trade deadline action for you today. What do all the moves mean for the Kings? We will be discussing that. Mm-hmm. We got some Super Bowl stuff I want to talk about. Super Bowl week is really killing me. All the media and stuff. My new pet peeve is great player like Drew Brees. On I'm gonna I don't want to pick a radio station, but I'll just like make one up like on like ESPN radio talking about the Niners and Chiefs, and it's just really clear that he very vaguely watches and pays attention. <laughs> and they're asking Drew Brees like he's some kind of expert. Like, bro, he doesn't know. <laughs> he yeah. talked about he's like, oh, the Niners, they did it right. They built the offensive line first. Like, no, <laughs> they did. What are what? you talking about? Like. A- <laughs> I literally have asked Kyle for two years on the radio, even when we didn't have a show together, when they're going to add offensive uh, linemen. Uh, uh, that's great. All right, we'll put a pin in the Super Bowl stuff because we need to get to six quick thoughts from James Ham on last night's Sacramento Kings loss to the Detroit Pistons. How'd yesterday's Kings game go? Kings insider James Ham has six notes you need to know. Yeah, he Here are James Ham's six quick thoughts. Six of them thangs from James Ham brought to you by, well, it could be you. Rich.ripley at odyssey.com. If you would like to sponsor Six Quick Thoughts, we do it after each and every Kings game. And if you are so inclined, we could find other things to do Six Quick Thoughts about during the offseason. But that's for the pitch meeting. Anyway, James, <laughs> we sat next to each other at the game last night. It was a delight. We did. Um, your first quick thought on the Kings loss. Didn't have it. No, they didn't. De'Aaron Fox was a step slow from the jump and it hurt his team's chance to win. Boy, did it. Uh, 12.7 assists, 0 for 4 from 3, 5 of 14 from the from the field. Uh, he just looked like he was exhausted. I don't know, Kyle. He looked like he he wasn't ready to compete. And I'm not sure why that was. Earlier today when I said, you know those times where you just look like you don't want to be at work and you're going to punt it today? Yep. In fact, you know what? Specific example, going to call myself out. On Tuesday, I have a writing job, NinersWire.com. Check it out. That that requires like a lot of work. And on Tuesday, my contributor wrote something and I wrote something, which is well short of what I need to be doing, especially this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it today. I'm out. I'm done. I just I, I, I didn't write anything else. That's how De'Aaron Fox looked yesterday. Like, he just... Mm. And again, I don't know. I'm not in the guy's head. Maybe he's banged up. Maybe he's got something going on. I have no I have no clue. I, I, Based on my assessment of watching him on the court, he looked like he didn't have it, <laughs> to, to use your wording. Yeah, he just, he just looked like he wasn't ready, wasn't engaged. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, tough. And the worst part is, like, when nothing is going right and then he walks into a three in transition, that's usually when it's like, or with 17 on the clock and you're like, okay, look, man, like it's okay. If that's, if you want to be a facilitator tonight, be a facilitator and be a defensive player. That's fine. And he had seven assists, Mm -hmm. but you know, don't, don't go five of 14, like find somebody else, like look to somebody else to lead lead the charge well i the the thing that's weird is i mean he goes five of 14 he missed a dunk mm-hmm. 
he missed a couple of of shots in the paint that you normally see go down for him. It just it, it, he just it wasn't it wasn't there. The number I circle, and this is something that you brought up, and ever since you brought it up, it, it, it's glaring to me. The zero for four from the stripe. Oh you yeah, can just tell you can tell what kind of night De'Aaron Fox is going to have by how his first couple of free throws go. No, totally. And he goes zero for four from the stripe on the defensive end. He got a little physical. Uh, thought maybe there was an offensive foul. Then he gets whistled for a foul, and there's and there it just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't checked in. No, I, I mean to be honest with you, that was a game where I I, I didn't think Davion Mitchell played ex- uh, exceptionally well either. Uh, he had some moments, but it was a game where Mike Brown was just kind of searching. Like, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. there there comes a point though where he he does need to say, okay, like, look, if if that's what we're doing here, then I need to try somebody else at your position. Yeah. For tonight, like I'm not saying. Yeah, it like, doesn't have to be a permanent thing, but no, no, like send some kind of message. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, if if that's where we're at, then let's go ahead and try something different. All right, number two. Uh, Trey Lyles, elite shooter, um, former former Piston. Uh, he put up 13 of his 19 points before halftime. Chipped in two boards. He has been so good over the last couple of weeks, hitting uh, from the outside. Um, so I, I thought that he definitely had a good game. Yeah, sure did. Uh, he didn't hit the glass, which is which is a problem. He had two rebounds, um, but that was kind of a problem with everybody last night. Yeah, glad to see Trey Lyles making threes. Yeah, number three. Uh, Demonis Bonus was having a pedestrian game through the first twenty-four minutes, and the third, uh, he was just incredible. Uh, he pushed his double-double streak to thirty-three games, finished with thirty points, twelve rebounds, seven assists. Like, look. Like if there's someone you're gonna blame, it's not him in this one. Like I'm not blaming Trey Lyles. I'm not blaming Demonis Sabonis. Uh, like there, there are a couple of players here who who did actually play well and mm-hmm. had a good game. And Sabonis is one of them. And I don't offensively hear... for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, defensively, there's all kinds of issues defensively with this team. It is straight up. Yeah. Across the board, uh, my one nitpick on Demonis Sabonis. Yep. And talked about it last night. He went for 30. Like, yes. Thank you. Like, this is what I want to see more of from him. Jaden Ivey with 8-12 left makes a three to make it 108-105 Pistons. Demonis Sabonis comes down, has a layup. It's there. He turns and fires it out to Trey Lyles for three. I get Trey Lyles is hot. Fine. He misses it. Later on, Kings get a stop. Um, Kings get a couple stops. They go down 108-105. Domas, again, has the ball in the paint, has a chance to go up with a shot, turns around, throws it out to Harrison Barnes, who misses. And I get making the right basketball play. I get, I understand all of it. I, I, he is a max player. In a spot like that where your team is struggling to hang on to the rope, to use yep. the metaphor that we use all the time in this show, I would love to see him go up and get a basket there. I get that Trey Lyles can shoot it. I get that Harrison Barnes can shoot it, but those are not the guys I'm paying to hit big shots for me. Yeah. And that's, that's again, he was he was very good last night. But those are my, those two possessions just stick in my craw. Yeah, I know. I, I could see, like, that possession it, when he, he's just right there. All he had to do is, and he's on his left. Right. Right, he's he's on his left and he's got an open. It's it's right there, and he and he hits the guy in the corner. Yeah. I didn't get it. Like if there's if there's thirty seconds left, great play, great pass. You're not you need a three there. 
there's eight minutes to go. You, you take mm-hmm. your two points. Yeah. Cut it to one. Keep the momentum. Anyways, that's like I said, just just nitpicking. He was he was obviously very good last night. He was. Number four. The flying monk. Uh, Malik Monk took a while to get going, like most of the other kinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once he started sprinting around the court, he put on show. Um, he struggled from three, but managed 23 points, 10 assists, and two blocks. And again, I, I will repeat this. Malik Monk leads the Sacramento Kings in blocks. That's a problem. You're a six man. Who's not an awesome defender either. Who might be six foot three. Me- Ooh. Generously. He's listed at six foot three, but might be six foot three. That is who leads your team in blocks. And like, you know, like he's played really well uh, for most of the season. He woke up out of his little slumber here and he's been, you know, he's kind of back on the right path. But uh, definitely one of those things where like he he, he was there. He was present. He was ready. Tough Tough to squander a 23 and 10 game from your sixth man. Yeah. And a 30 and 12 with seven assists game yeah, from, from your center. center. Yeah, yeah, that's that's bad. Number five. Kevin Hunter came out firing. Uh, he knocked down three straight triples to open the game, finished with four he, four of nine. So that's a problem. Uh, so that means he finished, what, one of six, uh, but 16 points. And then he got ejected, Kyle. He got ejected. You know what? Honestly, good. Good for him. Like, it, finally, somebody did something abrasive. Yes. God. <laughs> and it earned, he earned it too. Malik Monk got fouled on that three, no call. Kevin Herter goes down, intentional foul. Barked at the ref, double T. He's gone. Like I, you know, what? I'm fine with it, especially yeah. in that spot. Yeah, the game was over. Get your tees. Very your money's worth. Very interesting to see a player get double T that we never see get text at all. Yeah. Number number six stepped on the gas uh, with Fox out of sorts. Kings needed a boost. Davion Mitchell uh, made the decision to push a pace. He made the decision to push. Push the pace within the half court set, which I thought was really interesting. He's quick. Mm-hmm. He needs to use it more often. And uh, I thought he was all right. Nine points and an assist. Yeah, he looked. He looked more in the preseason. There was a a feeling of wow, Davion's playing with a lot more certainty. Yeah, he just has that. And then the regular season started, and it looked like he lost that. Looked like he regained it last night. And if you're going to get a better version of Davion Mitchell, I think overall you're going to get a better version of the Kings because they need as much help as they can defensively. And if he's not going to be a negative offensively, I think you're going to see a lot of Davion Mitchell minutes down the stretch here. All right, let's hit the break. Uh, we will continue talking about this game. We'll have trade deadline updates for you. What do all the trades mean for the Kings in the West? And then we're going to divvy out um, some blame for what happened in the game last night. Okay. And uh, I might take some responsibility. I'll tell you why next on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. You know what stands out to me? Yeah. So Chris Duarte got hurt last night. He rolled his ankle in pregame warmups, and then you saw him in the in the locker room, I guess. Yeah. So I had no idea that he had he had been injured. I was in the locker room in pregame, and he comes in on crutches, and I'm like, "Whoa! Like, hey, what's going on?" Mm-hmm. And and then I was alerted that Chris Biederman had just reported that he had been ruled out for the game with mm-hmm. a with a sprained ankle or with a with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Duarte's on crutches and his ankle looked like it was the size of base of a baseball. Yeah, it wasn't a hey, he's on the trade market. He rolled his ankle. No injury. It was no. a, it was an actual. Oh yeah, he was he was Ugh. on crutches and trying to get to his locker, and then they brought him out some slides to put on. Um, at first, I thought, okay, well maybe his ankles are just you know like everybody's feet are different. So I wanted to you know I was kind of like you are are you doing all right? And mm-hmm. and then he pulled off his sock off his other foot, and I'm like, oh no, like his other ankle looks normal size, and then his his right ankle looked uh, pretty big. Ugh. Yeah, like, oh, that just happened. Thanks. So the Kings have their practice uh, facility, which is attached to Golden One Center. Mm-hmm. He was warming up in the practice facility and rolled his ankle, and I'm not sure how that happened. We do not have any of the uh, of the updates yet on him. Um, we don't know if he went in for an MRI or, uh, or x-rays, but I'm assuming that both of those things were taking place. And they said that they would get back to us, but that was not one of those, hey, uh, guy is uh, injured and, um, you know, um, I mean, guy might get traded, so we're not going to put him out there. Right. Yeah, it was not one of those things. Hmm. But it, it kind of brought us to the the discussion that, you know, the, the Kings have now been linked through uh, the athletic to Caleb Martin, uh, one of the Martin twins who plays for the Miami Heat, uh, 28 years old under contract this year at 6.8 million and like 7 million next year uh, on again, off again, starter for the heat. And realistically, that's who the Kings, I believe were hoping they were getting with Chris Duarte yeah. is like a third Martin twin. Yeah. Like a and triplet, now, a Martin and, triplet, if you will. So two things on this, I want to put a pin in the Chris Duarte thing real quick. Did we get the David Roddy Royce O'Neill trade? Uh, David, no, we did not get to the David Roddy portion of it. The Royce O'Neal, I think we did talk about. Okay, so Royce O'Neal is headed to the Suns. Yep. Uh, for 
three second round picks. And then Memphis is sending David Roddy to the Suns for a pick swap as part of a three-way deal with Phoenix and Brooklyn. The Suns acquire Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. And the trade includes second rounders from the Suns and pick swaps. Hmm. According to Shams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, look, uh, as far as I'm seeing right now, as we sit at 1037, Mm -hmm. two teams that you're competing with, the the team that, like, you were last night the fifth seed, you've now slid, what, to the seventh seed, right? Mm -hmm. The two teams above you are the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. They are out there actively improving their rosters right now. Right now. It's happening. They're, They're doing it. And so far, the Kings have not done much. They've done. They've done nothing. Uh, uh, and also, real quick, nothing. just for the sake of updates, uh, Woj just reported that the 76ers are sending Patrick Beverly to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, right on. Hmm. Pat Bev. That, that doesn't affect the West. No. But here's here's where Chris Duarte kind of ties into all of this. Kings looking to get better thing. Mm-hmm. That was the move this offseason for me, because Sasha was was a pretty significant question mark. Sasha was, A, how's he going to look in the NBA? B, what position is he going to play? C, how tall is he? Like, remember when he walked in for the presser and it was like, oh, he's a legit 6'7". Yeah. 6'8". Like, okay, great. So that that was a massive, massive question mark. But Chris Duarte was the one where the Kings were running it back, but they wanted to make these tweaks, right? They wanted to make these tweaks where, okay, you have this great offense, but get to mid-level defense. Yeah. Be just like capable of getting a couple of stops late in the game. Be capable of getting stops like last night, where the Kings get a bucket to cut it to cut it to one. Uh, uh, Detroit hits a three. Yeah, Kings get another bucket. Okay, cut it back to two. Detroit hits a three. Just mm. so I thought, Chris Duarte was going to be a huge, huge piece of that because when he came out from Oregon, he was a very good defender. We saw that even in his first year with the Pacers, he knocked down a three, and I thought he was going to be a perfect fit. For just everything that would that really ailed the Kings, mm-hmm. and then Davion Mitchell as well, right? You see Davion getting after it in the preseason. Okay, he looks like he's found his role. Here, says, "Well, as we sit here now on February eighth, an hour and twenty-ish minutes before the trade deadline, the Kings are just kind of the same team they were last year, and they look about the same. It's, it's all." It's so, I think I've been trying to overthink this and it's just kind of obvious. They're playing for the most part the same players. Yes. And they're getting for the most part the same results. And that's (laughs) the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Something like that, yes. So Um, I I just, I, the Duarte, the Duarte injury last night, as when that happened, it's like, okay, well, I know he hasn't been playing, but. But okay, what what options does this give the Kings? I'm going. Oh well, they're just kind of doing the same thing they were anyway. So this doesn't really change anything. Well, I, I mean, to your point, Kyle, mm-hmm. like the Kings played nine players last night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your starters, which have been the same starters for the last two years: Fox, Herder, Sabonis, Murray, Barnes, off the bench: Monk, Mitchell, Trey Lyles. Sasha Vizenkov played five minutes and thirty-one seconds. So we don't have minutes for Javale McGee. We don't have minutes for Alex Len we don't like even Alex Lim was on the roster last year, but Mm -hmm. like Chris Duarte of course is not playing because of the ankle injury, but he wasn't playing either way. Mm -hmm. So this is the exact same team that you had last year. 
And to be honest with you, they're not as good as they were last year. They're they're just not. I, I, don't, don't, I don't care what the record says. They're not. They're not as. Uh, what's the what's the right word? I don't want to say not as good, but the intensity is not there. The urgency isn't there. The consistency. The consistency. Like we is, can keep is, saying is using way? like like descriptive words here. Like yeah, it all it all comes back to they're not as as good. Yeah, like their last season. You know they didn't just drop bad games they they didn't they mm-hmm. didn't lose bad games they didn't lose more than four in a row uh they lost four in a row to start the season but never did it again mm-hmm. and then they didn't lose games that were just you know easy easy wins mm-hmm. last night should have been an easy win it, it's not just the worst team in the nba it's the worst nba uh, team in the nba that shut down their two best players one of which they traded later mm-hmm. but you can't lose that game i don't i don't care about a seven-game road trip. I don't care about any of it. At the end of the day, it's it's a loss in 82, and I know Fox says it's one of 82. Ah, yeah, you're right. It is. It goes in the loss column, but you know what? The What else is a loss of 82? The the game against Denver, you're probably going to drop this weekend. That's also a, a one of 82. So I sure would have, I sure would like a win. That would be one of one of 82 wins as well, you know, like yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. But and you, the issue, you don't have that anymore. Mike Brown said it in his postgame presser, though. The issue is not the the losses. The issue is not that they're they were twenty nine and twenty one after fifty games last year. They are twenty nine and twenty one after fifty games this year. Yeah, they are on the same path that they were a season ago. And if you had said before this year, if you had said, "Hey, I'll give you twenty nine and twenty one after fifty games," you're going to be on the the exact same track. Probably gone. All right, that's fine. Okay, like that's I'll I'll take that, but not like this. And it's what Mike Brown said in his in his presser that it's not the fact that they're losing. You'd like to have a win every game, but you're going to lose some. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that they're taking these losses. It's the fashion that they're happening, and the fact that we're in f- f- early February, and we're still it feels like once a week, twice a week. Going, what the hell happened there? What happened in that game? And it comes down to what Mike Brown talked about. Being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I left everything out on the court. We just got beat tonight. And that's not what's happening. The 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 best version of the Kings the it it last year, night in, night out, we saw the best version of this team almost almost eighty two times. Yes. This year in fifty games we've seen it what? Twenty five times? Maybe. Just, and I don't even know if it's that. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so they could, they might go beat Denver. That sure. It's on. The, I I'm of the belief the Kings are good enough on a on a on a given night to beat anyone. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's not going to matter because they might not be locked in the next night, or they may lose to the Spurs, or it, it just. You know, I, I asked Malik in, in the locker room, you guys just had a five and two road trip, which was great. And it's like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, but then you come out here and you lose this game. Uh, you know, like you basically, like you can't, you should be on a, a six and two streak, not a five and three streak. That's mm-hmm. just, I mean, you can't drop a game like that. It, it's just, it's way different. They would have been 10 games over 500 again. Mm-hmm. Going into a really tough, like four to five, six game mm-hmm. stretch. 
now there is no margin for error. You, this team could easily be in the eighth or ninth position by the end of next week, going into the All Star break. I, it is what it is. Like this is what happens when when you know again. I like trade deadline. Like I, I keep saying this, you don't make a trade to make a trade. Mm-hmm. You make a trade because Kyle, your roster is flawed and you need better players. You're you're making a trade because you're not good enough. And it's and these other teams are making trades because they're not good enough. And they get it. Right. They're trying to shit. And that's the that's the thing that, that really jumped out to me about last night is maybe I know it's not making a move to just make a move, mm-hmm. but it's making a move to put somebody different on the court. Yeah. Maybe maybe Dorian Finney Smith defends threes the way you want the Kings to defend threes. That alone fixes a lot of things. Yeah. And that's that's just one guy maybe doing the right thing. And maybe he doesn't and it and it doesn't work. But I just know that when Mike Brown talks about all these coaching points and they go over it time and time again and they did it five, for 5 minutes before the game today and this is this keeps happening and blah blah blah. Like at some point like all right, then get somebody else in there. If you've exhausted the options on your roster and teams are going to shoot 40% for the season from 3 against you, which by the way, you're not going to win a ton of games with that happening. Mhm. Then, then, then do then do something. Then do literally anything instead of rolling this out. Yeah. Well, that and I mean, you just played a team. Just, just to further this case, you played a team last night, right? That was the worst team in the league, mm-hmm. and you lost. Mm-hmm. Their starting point guard last night was Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes just got waived. He had eight points and nine assists last night. Killian Hayes just got waived. Oh, no. The first guy off the bench last night was Joe Harris. Joe Harris just got waived. Like, that's the team you lost to. Not only did they sit their two best players, one of which they just, again, traded, but this is this is what you lost to. And they're on your home floor in front of a sold-out crowd. That's tough, man. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think at some point, if guys don't want to follow the rules, if they don't want to listen, if they don't want to do what you're asking them to do on the defensive end and you're going out there and giving up 39.7% from three, find someone else. You know, we got to get past the deadline because as of right now, uh, you know, that was game 50 last night. On the season, Keon Ellis has been active for 48 games, and I'm not sure if it's games played or games active, Mm -hmm. but he's basically run out of two-way time, Mm -hmm. and you have to make a decision on what you're going to do there. Either send him to Stockton or just, like, have him sit on your bench and not get to play. Yeah, because he can't. Mm-hmm. But uh, like that's a player that show has shown time and time again this season that he will listen when it, with regards right. to defending right. the three. He I was gets shocked. It. I was shocked he didn't get in the game last night. I was so certain we got Sasha minutes. Yeah, and down the stretch, Kings couldn't get a stop, and they just uh, two two things. One, you just mentioned Killian Hayes, not a good three point shooter. He went two for four last night. When was the last time Killian Hayes made more than one three in a basketball game? Oh, I don't know. Killian Hayes, two for four last night. When was the last time we think he made two threes in a basketball game? I'm going to go last January. No, not quite. Not that long. Okay. It was this year. Uh, Sorry, this season. Not this year, though. Oh. November 30th. Oh. At the Knicks, Killian Hayes, two for three from beyond the arc. 
I mean, we might want to do that with a bunch of their players. When was the last time Marcus Sasser hit hit uh, two of six and uh, Mike Muscala? Hey, man, I kind of like Marcus Sasser. He got a little... I think Marcus Sasser can play a little. Yeah. I don't know if if he's great, but... To me, he's got a little bit of self-made man in him. The he can guy, also he can also he can also fill it up. He has he's shooting forty three percent from three. Yeah, he's a guy that likes to attack. You know, and, and he's out there trying to prove that he belongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two for six against the Kings, but two for three against Orlando. Five for six. Uh, this is from three against the Clippers. One for one against Cleveland. Two for three against OKC. He can fill it up. Yeah, he can shoot it. Mm. But yeah, man. I, oh, can, we haven't even talked about Keegan Murray. Oh man, what the hell was that? I hate the four fouls, and he's in a little bit of foul trouble, but didn't he didn't, didn't even score. come in? Didn't score. Didn't come into the game when Kevin Herter got ejected. Yeah. Did he play any fourth quarter minutes? Oh, I don't know. He finished with twenty minutes. That's not uh, good. He did not play in the fourth quarter. Oh wow! And he played six and a half minutes in the third quarter. Over four from the field. Over three from from three. He did have four rebounds and four assists, a steal and a block. Um, but some of his fouls last night were not good. Mm-mm. And the oh, last, that was good. The last time they played this team, he had thirty-two. Yeah, torched him. Yeah, he was really good. The other speaking of speaking of of so that was, but Mike Brown had no problem taking Keegan Murray out and saying, "Hey, you played twenty minutes. You don't have it tonight. You're done." You Got to do that with somebody else, man. Yeah, I I I I, I don't know. Um. Not that you can just go bench De'Aaron Fox. Like, that would take a lot, but maybe a couple extra minutes rest. Just a, just a, hey, you know what? You normally check in at X time. We're going to, we're going to give it another minute. We're going to give it another two minutes. Yeah. I like how Keon Ellis is playing right now. I like how Davion Mitchell's playing right now. They're going to, they're going to stay out there. Well, even like if he's exhausted and, and he's showing signs mm-hmm. that, that he, he might not be ready to go, mm-hmm. it's okay to sit him a game. It is. It's okay to say, hey, look, we're playing the Detroit Pistons tonight. We should be able to get this win without you. Yeah. I, I we, mean, saw, we, we saw them beat Cleveland. We saw them beat OKC. They have some good wins without, without De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. So Boy, I, it, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I would say uh, today, too, just for people out there, like the flexing that Adrian Wojnarowski is doing right now, like, man, he has, he has like oh, absolutely slayed this thing throughout the day. Like he's way ahead of everybody on almost every single transaction. So shout out to Woj for, um, for using his mystical powers and, and being the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, not only, not only, um, not only having the deals, but then are also having like the parameters. Yeah. He's just yeah, he is one of the best. And we should announce too the, that the Brooklyn Nets have waived Harry Giles. Uh, they oh yeah, that's so not not great. Um, you never know what what happens there with Harry Giles, but um, he's actually played pretty decent when given a shot. But they've made a couple of trades that were two for ones or and uh, or three for twos stuff today. Yeah. So they had to clear up roster spaces in order to do that, and unfortunately, uh, that's where. Harry Giles uh, lost his roster spot there. Ramsey in the chatty house asked a great question that I don't have the answer to. Okay. Can the Pistons field a team against the Blazers tonight? Maybe. Asar Thompson's still there. Jaden Ivey's still there. Marcus Sasser, yes. Cade Cunningham can play. 
He just sat Kate last Gunning, night. Right, his knee was managing. Yep. Alec Burke's gone. Killian Hayes gone. Jalen Duran. That's probably your starting five. Muscala. Mike Muscala's still there, but Isaiah Stewart's out. Kevin Knox is hurt. James Wiseman's there. Danilo Gall- Gallinari. Bojan Bogdanovic gone. Joe Harris gone. Muscalo, Gallin- Muscala Gallinari. Uh, Stanley Amude is a two-way player. Hmm. Monty Morris gone. Jared Roden two-way. Malcolm Casalon two-way. Jared Roden was a uh, Sacramento King for a short amount of time. I think he played Stockton last year. So they have a, okay. They have eleven dudes, and if you take out their two-way guys, they have eight dudes. Yeah, they should be able to fill the team. <laughs> and hey, that's it's a trade deadline. This is what happens. Yeah. So they yeah. weren't. The, the, that's the last thing. The the Pistons honestly were probably not super thrilled they won last night. <laughs> <laughs> like the players were. The front office is like, nah, pull the plug, get rid of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Tough look. Tough look. Yeah, it was. The entire game last night was a tough look, man. Yeah, it was tough. I don't know. It did. It did give you uh, a a beautiful video that's gone viral. Yeah, boy, has it. Yeah. Yeah, they get, it's the reaction to that. And if you didn't see it, the 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 Kings before the game when they were announcing the Lions lineup, or excuse me, the the Pistons lineup. Yep. Just showed the highlight over and over and over from every single angle of Brandon Ayuk's diving 51-yard catch against the Lions, the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. The face mask. Yeah, swung the game. If you missed it, the 49ers are down two touchdowns. Should have maybe been an interception. Instead, it turns into a 51-yard catch for the 49ers. Lions end up blowing a 17-point second-half lead. Niners are going to the Super Bowl. The Lions are not. And so the, the Kings last night just played that on loop. That's funny. Like, that's just a funny little dig that if you don't watch much football, you're not going to really get it. If you do watch football, you're like, ah, I get it. I posted the video on the internet. First of all, it's gone viral, which is the most annoying thing that could possibly happen. But the amount of vitriol towards the Kings for this. Oh. From Kings fans. From from Kings fans? Kings fans. Really? Very PO'd. Some other other Kings fans loved it, and that's the thing is this is not a hundred percent either way. This is just some people. So I've had Kings fans mad about it, not at me, at the Kings. Kings fans mad about it. I've had Lions fans very obviously mad about it when their own guy C.J. Gardner Johnson two weeks ago was waving goodbye to 49ers fans, trolling them in the second in the second quarter. Yep. And the Pistons at least held on to their their lead, but that's a separate that's a separate thing. Um, so Lions fans are obviously mad. Uh. You've got other people who are just I get like Laker fan who's like classless organization. Like cla- they didn't make fun of somebody's dead relative. Yeah, they didn't. They did not. They did not uh, boo Jerry Krause's widow. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's classless. Yes. This was a funny little intra sports dig, and then there were a bunch of arguments about how oh how does Sacramento claim San Francisco? Like they don't. Like there's 49er fans here. There's Raider fans here. Yeah. Like it's just Northern California. It's just kind of a so there's a big argument about that. It it has been a mess, dude. And then I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know what? I the Kings are up. They're 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 playing well. They'll as long as they win this game, this will blow over here in the next couple of days. But then they lose, <laughs> which leads to a whole new cycle of people like, oh, and then what happened? Bad karma. And then what, yeah, like, dude, I live tweeted <laughs> the game underneath it. It says at the end what happened. So I just, uh, it, it, dude, it, well, and that's the other, Lions fans like, oh, karma. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you should know about that. Your safety was trolling fans in the second quarter of a game and lost. Yeah. So you know exactly like how it goes. It's sports, dude. It's supposed to be fun. Like I don't get I don't get the vitriol over this funny little like <laughs> like Detroit thing. Football thing. It's Super Bowl week. <laughs> and then FYI, the Kings, while the Pistons were shooting free throws, every time they shot free throws last night, put a 49ers logo on the scoreboard. Oh. I missed that. Yeah. And that's just I Kyle, you to, were seeing all kinds of things. I'm I, dialed in, dude. Ninerswire.com, peep. Uh so so they they would show this and it would get people either loud in some way. Pistons fans would boo it. People who are Niner fans would cheer. You know, whatever it was. And it's just like a, I don't think that was a, it's on the scoreboard. They're not trying to be like, hey, Detroit Pistons, look at this 49ers logo. We're going to get you. I think it was an attempt to get the crowd lot. So I, I, I enjoyed what what they did. I enjoy what the Kings do from a game ops perspective. All They're the, the best. They do a really, really, they good really job. do a good job. And that's just a funny little thing that I thought was funny. And boy, it really, and there were, like I said, there were a lot of people who were like, this is great, but it really angered some folks. Oh, yeah. It's not why the I promise the Pistons didn't look at that and go, you know what, we're gonna try tonight. Oh, we're we are going to try. Is that wait, they they seven wins. My guy Kendall Vildor like that? Uh Nah, not tonight. Not tonight. We're avenging Dan Campbell's all grit group. Uh. (laughs) I promise that's not what happened. It's tough in hindsight, but that's how it goes. That's called sports. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. We'll talk a little bit more Super Bowl coming up. We'll also talk about the teams around the Kings getting better in the West. And we'll get you updated on all the latest in the NBA trade deadline. Did last night change our minds once again? We'll tell you on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Center. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. 
And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing, no hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 